Just to be fair, it was pretty classic. Probably one of the best pop shots in history. <laughs> <laughs> that got on like the front page of Reddit for a while. Yeah. And I just had some people from like hitting me up like, bro, saw you on Reddit. I'm like, this is what I'm getting noticed for. <laughs> and then when they open their laptop, just all hell breaks loose. Yeah. I mean, unless they they both had the same age range of like zero to a hundred. <laughs> I think you want to start a little higher than zero. <laughs> <laughs>I'm scared of babies they are yeah they are human beings in their most uh fragile state i'm a little bit of a klutz so and and it's also when it's not your baby it's some it's somebody else's most important thing in their whole world in their whole universe yes and when they go do you want to hold it it's like why would i ever it's like i won't even drive someone's nice car right right let alone it fragile human being i appreciate like if that if that offer were given me i would appreciate it as a you know gesture of of great trust and respect and i would i would uh graciously decline if i could <laughs> i'd be like that's so thoughtful and, and and beautiful of you to trust me so much but you're an idiot because i will definitely mess this baby up i've held a baby before and i didn't like it i've bricked so many motherboards <laughs> that yeah. are way stronger than a baby. Yeah, way yeah. less fragile. And and you can always you can always RMA them. Yeah, you know, get That's a new right. one. Yeah. Well, you could argue that you could get a new baby too, but you know, mm. usually it's going to take longer than an RMA. Yeah, yeah. The turnaround is, is yeah, it's garbage, garbage turnaround. There's going to be a there's going to be a better version out anyway. Yeah. By that point, the two point <laughs> So uh, I also wanted to talk about something because. The other week we were talking about tipping and uh, it was a huge debate. Um, something happened to me over the weekend. I was at a restaurant having dinner with my girlfriend and I was like, you know, I'm going to get myself a nice shot, you know, not a shot, but uh, some whiskey. And it was on the menu. It was $31. Okay. And then I go to pay the bill. They swipe my card. I, did, I usually don't look at the bill when they hand it to me. I just mm -hmm. give them the card. But as I was signing, I put 20% tip and mm -hmm. then I signed it. And then I looked back at the total after adding the tip and I went, that looks a little high. And then I, then I looked at the bill and I noticed that they overcharged me for that shot. $46 instead of 31, which is a pretty notable difference. That's, that's a significant discrepancy. So I, I brought it to their attention and they're like, oh yeah, let's, let's see what, what happened here. They disappear and like two different waiters come by and they tell me like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't know what happened. Uh, I think the old price is in the system still and it wasn't updated. Yeah, we'll, we'll take care of that for you right away. They didn't really have an excuse, a reason why it was so much higher. And uh, and when I got the bill back, because they, they wiped my first charge and then they charged me a second time with the correct amount, I lowered the tip. I lowered it from 20 to 18%. Okay, that, and, that's appropriate. And I think, is it? Because I wasn't sure. Like afterwards, I was like, "Did I? Am I? Am I the asshole?" So maybe. The, okay, I'm I'm devil's advocating here. Yeah. As as a you know first option. Yeah. So negligence. The the wait staff was busy. They were just you know banging out business as usual. They didn't notice that there was a price difference. They don't memorize the prices of all the drinks. Sure. And you know by the time that bill got to you. 
a bunch of people had, you know, missed a mistake that they, they could have seen and had an opportunity to correct. Uh, but they hadn't because they were busy and it may not have been anyone's fault. Yes. Um, so if that's the case, then maybe you're a little bit of an asshole, but uh, yeah, it was very much an emotional response. You know, right. I didn't really have any facts or evidence to, to prove that, uh, you know, they had stiffed me intentionally. Right. Yeah. So, but so felt to, to felt. presume that though, if, if you, if you operate under the presumption of, uh, you know, they didn't bother updating their menu, but everybody knows that the thing went up in price and, you know, cause they, they ring it up regularly and when you're operating a register, you tend to look at the price of the thing you're ringing up. It, it's there in your visual field. Maybe you don't consciously, you know, register it, but it's there. And if it's been a while and they've just been doing that and they're like, we're all happy. We're all making extra money because uh, people are buying something that turns out to be more expensive. They're not noticing or making more profit. Right. Um, in that case, if it was just everybody was sort of being maliciously incompetent, um, I would say, yeah, pull back on the tip. All right, switching gears, I want to talk about some pet peeves. I actually asked ChatGPT to give me some ideas here of very common social pet peeves, and you and I discuss it. Uh, the first one that kind of rung true to me is not returning calls or messages, text messages in a timely manner. I put this down here because I'm 100% guilty of this. I generally don't text people back in a timely manner, um, especially if it's like asking to hang out or how's it going. Sometimes I'll go like a few days to a week without texting back. And I don't know what it is. I think it's not because I'm busy. Like I am busy, but that's, that's a cop out answer. Like it doesn't take a lot of time to text someone back. I think it's just me being indecisive of not knowing exactly how I want to proceed with this interaction. Like if someone wants to hang out and like, it stresses me out, like having to plan for it, having to pick a date for it. Um, and so I just push it off and I go, uh, I'll text them back later. And then later turns into a week and, and I hate it. Something that uh, I need to do better at. Um, however, if it's something that, if it's a text message that is a friend or a family member, someone in need, they actually need something and I can help them, then I'll text them right away. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know if that's, I guess it just depends on what I deem to be, you know, if, if it's a state of emergency or not. I'll be there for you in a pinch if you really need me or if you need something. But if it's just like to hang out or what's up, I'm really bad. I'm really bad at it. What about you? So you, you typically read your text pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get up quick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you have a undefined subconscious, uh, prioritization system for them. Right. Um, my guess would be like myself, you get, uh, with those, with those texts are like, Hey, you want to hang out or do something and you let it sit for a week. Uh, you have uncertainty and you are, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to commit to something and then have something else come, come along that you're like, Oh, I, but I really want or need to do that. And then it's conflict. Right. Um, and yeah, so I'm I'm guilty of that as well to an extent. Uh, I will I will definitely leave folks on red for far too long, uh, and I do feel bad about it. I do feel like it's impolite and inconsiderate. 
Is it uh, for the same reasons as, as me, probably? I would say for me, it's probably probably pretty much what I described. I think it's also because I'm an introvert, maybe. And it, like it, it requires brain power to like think of a response. Yeah, that too. And and for me, I would say uh, a sense of a sense of kind of anxiety about you know uh, I want to I want to have a good response, and I don't have the the brain power to compose one right now. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. Because if someone were to, I think it's different if like you had to take a call, you can respond to someone real time easily because I feel like just talking is natural yeah but a text message is like you actually have the opportunity to perfect it mm-hmm. to make it a certain way and or overthink it exactly yeah yeah um and my my particular problem is i will compose texts and somehow not send them i do that too yeah <laughs> okay okay i'm too. not unique <laughs> or or, or I'll, I'll i'll write it out like 10 different ways yeah and then just delete it all and be like uh, i'll get to it later yeah and then i never do or do I do way too late uh you could you could consider and I should consider uh especially for stuff that's time sensitive just saying replying hey that sounds cool uh and I'm interested but I I can't commit right now I'll keep you posted right yeah that seems like a polite uh compromise between just not saying anything for sure and committing to something that you don't actually know if you want to commit to. I, I'm also guilty of like telling them like, I'll keep you posted, but if you don't hear from me in a few days, ping me. Okay. Well that's, that's all that that's actually possibly an improvement over that because then you are, are telling them, remind me. I'm also putting the ball in their court. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, me because, less accountable. because you could, you could very easily just create something in your calendar that says, get back to so-and-so about no. the whatchamacallit. <laughs> Make them do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can, you can, you can definitely do that. Does it bother you if someone does that to you? Like if you, if they leave you, leave you on red or it takes them a few days to a week to get back to you? Not, not usually. No. Same. Um, unless it's like a pressing thing. Like, yeah. Unless yeah, it's, it's a really pressing thing. I, I really don't like, I understand. Like, mm-hmm. I understand they're either probably like me or they got a lot going on. I'm not at the top of the totem pole for their priorities. Yeah, no, I, I very rarely am I like, oh, well, come on, get back to me already. Yeah, right. Oh, have you ever had experiences of like people playing music on their phones in public and just like having their own soundtrack everywhere they go and just making everybody around them listen to it? Yes. Okay. I, I've only seen it maybe once or twice and I couldn't believe that that, that was a thing. So you've seen it too? Uh, yeah, especially, especially in like large cities, um, outdoors or like, cause I've seen it in a grocery store where it's like echoing and like, you can hear it three aisles over. Uh, usually I'll, I'll see people just like, they got like a, a tricked out bike and they're, they're, they're cruising along and they got like a, like a sound system on their, on their bicycle. Okay. Just bumping along. I find that a little bit more tolerable because yeah, they're just whizzing by they're, you know? they're transient it's in and out yeah exactly um but if you're in a tight kind of space indoors you know on a bus on a, I, oh, I, I haven't been on a bus in a long time but i've i've been on a bus and i've had people do you know stupid loud phone calls or stupid loud music on the bus 
And oh, I forgot my AirPods. Oh well, I'll just my phone has a speaker. That's cool. Yeah, uh, and you know my my response would just be to you know put in my own headphones and and nullify that. Right. Um, but not everybody has that option, and I've seen I've seen videos of some different ways of dealing with that. Uh, I think uh, in one case, people started just getting into it, singing along. Okay. Which you can't is, beat them, join them. It, yeah, it was, it was a fairly positive resolution. That just makes it worse for everyone else. <laughs> uh, I suppose so, yeah. Actually, no, that wasn't, uh, that, that wasn't somebody playing music. That was just somebody on the train singing. Acapella uh, or singing to the song that was playing on the radio or something. Acapella. Oh wow! They were they that's were bold. they were singing to the windows. <laughs> we're, that's pretty. It was it was a uh, that's kind of lit actually. Yeah, it was well the the dude was lit. He was <laughs> okay, he sense. was like an older businessman, you know, coming home for the night or whatever, and he was just on the train on the on the subway in New York, and he was just like to the windows. <laughs> To the walls. <laughs> the fact that it's an older businessman it reminds me of uh, the end of Tropic Thunder when Tom Cruise just starts dancing. <laughs> just the whitest dude just getting funky with it. But the best part, the best part about this was all the all the locals on the train were cracking up. Yeah, and they joined in. <laughs> it's just another day in New York. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the New York subway. Now this topic does does bring up uh, memories of a hilarious prank that I've, I've seen in the past, which is, uh, getting, getting your friend's laptop set up with, uh, really loud porn. Oh no. And then, uh, going to the library with them. Oh no. And then when they open their laptop, just all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're, and then they're panicking and they close their laptop but you change the settings so it doesn't power oh, off and you close that's it. That's evil. <laughs> that's so evil. That was a good one. Oh my god. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like how close how close would you come to just yeeting the laptop and hoping that it smashes beyond <laughs> <Yeah>. moaning? <laughs> have you have you had to uh deal with loud loud music players? Um, not really had to deal with them. I've just encountered one or two in the wild. Uh, like I said, one time it was at a grocery store and it just went off. I think it was, I was in the same aisle as the guy and, um, and I thought it was just a ringtone. You know, I thought he was getting a call and then in high fidelity. Yeah. In high fidelity. And then, you know, two and a half minutes later, I'm like, this is a long phone call. (laughs) It just keeps ringing. And I'm like, he's actually just playing music. Oh, he was just playing music on his phone. Just playing music on his phone. Oh, Yeah. Fortunately, it's never been like you know, in an airplane seat where you can't escape and yeah, you just have yeah. to con- uh, confront it. I think, I think we can all agree that if you, if you are the kind of person who uh, will use the argument, we live in a society that you understand that it's, it's, it's rude to uh, blast your music in places where people have no chance to, but to, you know, endure it. They can't escape it. Right. Yeah. Um, you might, you might think, oh, this is so cool. I'm sharing it with everybody. That's not how it works. Yeah. No. 
very, very slim chance that also a very slim chance that anyone around you actually is enjoying or, or likes that type of music that you're playing. Yes. Like what is, what the hell is he playing? Anytime you've ever heard somebody, what, you don't somebody like else, polka. <laughs> yeah. It's always something garbage. It's never something good. I'd feel a little conflicted if it was like one of my favorite bands or something. I'd be like good taste, but turn that shit off. <laughs> Usually it's just, just garbage, like rap or something. Yeah. And, at a, at a, not only loud but distorted, right? And it wasn't great music to begin with, so then it's sure. just hot trash. Yeah, and it's just like you're assaulting my ears, and, and maybe, you're enjoying it. Yeah, and I think maybe that makes it makes me think that even if it was a song that I liked, it would make me like the song less, perhaps, because it's like yes. in that context, almost like when you set a song that you like as your alarm clock, Ooh, you know, and then yeah. you end up hating that song for life. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of those. It's one of those. I've done that sure. a couple times. I learned my lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Now my alarm clock. My. <laughs> <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> that's a whole. That's a Please. whole other marketing campaign. <laughs> Let's go deeper into this topic. <laughs> my alarm clock tunes to a a radio station, and uh, and and usually their music is really really bad. So I don't care. I don't, I don't care if it's pissing me off. That's already ruined music. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It works great with one exception. The music they play has been universally really good at waking me up. Uh, One time I woke up and I actually was like, Hey, I don't hate this song. This is actually a really good song. So I had to, I had to like, try to wake up so I could pay attention and grab some of the lyrics. So I could yeah. look up the lyrics and actually find it. So I actually saved that song to my no Spotify. Kidding. That was one off though. Pretty much everything else from them is just uh, what's, painful. What's the saying? Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Yes. Yes. Any pet peeves on this list that stand out to you or any ones that you'd like to add? I mean, it's pretty specific, but, uh, my my one of my pet peeves is if you ask to borrow my knife and then you use it as a fucking screwdriver or <laughs> or a pry bar or something wait i've never done that have i no okay <laughs> Thank and God. and partly partly is because i've learned when somebody asks hey can i borrow your knife i ask what for right yeah exactly tell me what you're Are going you to do with it for knife things or non knife things yeah and a lot and and if if it's I'm going to cut this box open. Okay, go, go for it. If it's, I need to do this, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I have, I have a multi-tool right here. Yeah. Right. You know, I have the nuts. actual proper tool for mm-hmm. that job. Exactly. It's not a knife. Exactly. Because I've had too many, you know, tips broken off or yeah. just completely wrecked edges. And the viewer should know, or listeners should know that like you have nice knives. They're not cheapo knives. Like you spend some good money on them and you sharpen them. You take good care of them. You know, it's like, it'd be one thing if it was just like some garbage knife that you yeah, didn't if it care was, about. If it was like, a, you know, garbage knife from a, a gas station or, right. you know, smoke shop or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Beat on it. Whatever. No, it's, you're, you're like, what do you, what do you call like knife enthusiast? Is there a term for people who collect knives or like knives? I guess that's, that's as proper as any. Yeah. I was just wondering if there was like, you know, like knifers were. We're known as knifers. I don't know. That sounds a little sp- spooky. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, we got a crowd of knifers over like here. Like the, the guy with the mask in, in the movie Scream, like he's mm-hmm. a knifer. Oh, yeah. That's he's, a knifer. He's a knifer. Yeah, you know. No. Would you say that 
knives are the biggest thing that you're into? Like biggest, biggest like physical item that you either collect or are mm. a fan of? Oh, that that's that's a whole rabbit hole. You yeah, want, you want to go down there? What's what's another? Does something top knives? Um, uh, a knives are definitely a big one. Just gadgets in general. Um, yeah, knives, flashlights. Those are probably the the, the top two. You like lasers. I do like lasers, but those are more for just screwing around. Yeah. Not very um, practical. As opposed to like I carry a knife and a flashlight every day. Yeah. Like if I if I, you know, leave the house without one of those two things, I will either go back and get it or grab my backup from like a bag in the car. Or so something. you you treat your knife and your flashlight like it's your keys and wallet. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's insane too because you know, at first when I realized that, you know, um, that you, you had, had them on you at all times, I was like, that seems a bit excessive. But then the longer you lived with me, the amount of times that I would be fishing around for something or needing to open something and you within seconds would just, here's a knife, here's a flashlight. And it would always be there. Like the amount of times that happened, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I should start carrying these around. I, I, I would challenge you to do so. Yeah. And I think that you'll find it's very illuminating because, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So sharp in, in in that vein, um, I broke my watch strap a few days ago and I realized I keep looking at my damn wrist. Mm, Yeah. I, I challenge you to make those part of your, your daily things that you carry and you will find very quickly that let's say you do that for a month and then you remove them. You will find yourself Go like insane. myself looking at your wrist, the equivalent, right? Going to reach for your knife or your, your flashlight and yeah. going, I, 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 <laughs> I can't function. I, I don't have the tool for this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they just, they solve so many problems, um, that, uh, to me, it's it's like wallet, keys, phone, knife, flashlight. Like that's just my loadout. Your EDC, your everyday yeah. carry. Yeah, and I find it to be very helpful, um, and I recommend it. There was one time you blew, you really blew my mind with a flashlight, and that was when uh, you were killing a fly. Oh yeah, yeah. And you used the light to blind the fly. So that he would be stunned enough for you to actually hit him. Yeah. So flies, have flies have time. you know they're great at dodging, but yeah. half of their half of their dodging system is visual based. Um, the other half is they can sense the movement of the air really well uh, through a bunch of little sensory hairs. But I found that if you shine a really bright light on a fly, and then about as close to a half second as possible, turn off that light right before you're smacking it. Uh, it completely disables their ability to uh, visually discern that there is death coming their way. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> you want to watch some TikToks? Hit me. This woman just married a ragdoll and gave birth to a ragdoll baby. The 37-year-old Brazilian woman's mother made her Marcelo after she complained about being single and not having a dance partner. After just a few months of being together, she was pregnant. The woman stated, 
It's true, Marcelo got me pregnant. I took the test, it was positive. I couldn't believe it. Not wanting to have a baby out of wedlock, the couple decided it was time to get married. They welcomed 250 guests at their wedding, then went off to a week-long honeymoon. On May 21st, she gave birth while live streaming it to an audience of 200 people. She had doctors and nurses at her house to assist with the procedure and claimed, seeing the placenta in the umbilical cord made it all real. He was here in 35 minutes. She states married life with Marcelo is wonderful. He doesn't fight with me. He's great and faithful husband and all the women envy him. I have no words. <laughs> Neither does her husband. <laughs> what is this called? What men what medical what mental illness is this most likely stemming from? Just terminal loneliness. Terminal loneliness. I mean, you know what? If she's happy, I don't care. I don't care either, but it's still fascinating. It is. It is. It's and bewildering. It's it's the next level because I know there are people who have, you know, married their uh, in, inanimate partner, um, but make it a baby. That's wild. And then to actually have doctors in on it. Yeah. And to also get married in front of 250 people to a ragdoll, mm -hmm. 250 guests. I would just have loved to be a fly on the wall at that wedding and just overhear all the conversations people were having. Oh yeah. And, and you gotta wonder like, can you, can you say congratulations? Right. And mean it at that wedding? I don't think so. I mean, if the person's kind of off their rocker, then I don't know if it's like, do, are you happy for them? Or are you kind of, do you feel sorry for them? Or is it a bit of both? It's like a weird cocktail of emotions. It is because I'm I'm imagining I would be happy for them, but also a little bummed out that they don't get to have a relationship with an actual human. Yeah, right. And it's one of those things, though, if they genuinely are happy in that situation, it's it's a whole like ignorance is bliss type of thing. I don't have I don't have a, a explosive reaction to this. I, I'm just. It's it's taking a phenomenon that I've seen already, but to the next level, like next level. Yeah, this is this is definitely uh, something that I'd like to see. You know, two, five, ten years down the line. What? Right. Where does this go? Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. th does does this doll, does this baby just stay a baby, or does it get upgraded? Right. Does it grow up? Adolescent, and then a full adult. Does she and become a grandma at some point? Does she does she marry it off to someone else? <laughs> <laughs> she, her, her greatest dream come true. She gets to, to walk her son down the aisle. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, the question is, what are the tax implications? I was going to say, does she get any tax breaks? I mean, this is in Brazil, so it's different already. But if this was in the U.S., I don't think that they could. I don't think you can legally marry an inanimate object. I don't. I don't believe, recall having seen anything that said that this was a legal marriage. Right. Because I mean, you, you can have a marriage, and it's not a legally right. documented marriage. It's just kind of for show. It's for it's the gesture type of thing. Right. And it can be. You know, you can have a ceremony and blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. No one's going to stop you. From but that. if you're not filling out the paperwork, then the state does not recognize it as a marriage do you think she gets salty when she has to like file a single file her taxes as a single person i wonder if she's i wonder if uh she's tried to 
you know, file as a, a as married and ha- has a dependent. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how they if they actually got medical professionals to show up there, which is pretty imp- which is pretty impressive, I think, because like just the amount of support that she's getting from everyone around her, even medical professionals are like cheering her on and mm-hmm. showing up to her house to entertain this fake birthing. Yeah. Like I can't see that happening in America, like in the US. No. I think people would just be weirded out and be like, I ain't going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, it, you, it's a lot of people who have determined, you know what, it's healthier It's healthier for her to maintain this delusion and us to, to simply not object than to try to enforce reality. Yeah. Like... That just seems like such a, a, a wholesome decision for, like, a community to make together, you know? Yeah. Like, we're all gonna... We got your back. Yeah. You're insane, but we got you. Yeah. Plus, you get, you know, free drinks, open bar to, at a wedding. Oh, yeah, no. Regardless of who's getting married. That's always nice. What, have you have you not been to a, a wedding with a not open bar? I have been to a dry wedding once, and it was, it was pretty rough. <laughs> it was, like, no dancing. It was no, there, were no, there was no dancing. There was no drinking. It was just ceremony and reception. Very, it was like the most straight edge wedding I've ever been to. Mm. And I think, you know, the, the married couple was, I think they were religious or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I've been to plenty of, you know, religious weddings where they still had some drinks and yeah. dancing and stuff, you know, let loose a little bit. It just felt so rigid. And everyone wanted to like celebrate and stuff, but it was just there was no there was no, no social room. lubricant. There really wasn't. Yeah, it was just quiet and kind of awkward, and everyone's just kind of eating. It's like, all right, this is very cool. Yeah, I think I think uh, it speaks to the the role, uh, the positive role that alcohol can play in uh, social events. Yeah, like I I need a certain level of alcohol in my system to dance. Yeah, that's, that's. I don't think I I, I don't dance true. unless I have a, at least a little bit of alcohol, which is just still, you know, it's not pretty, you know. And in my mind, I think I look like freaking Justin Timberlake. Oh sure. In reality, sure. I just look like those wacky waving inflatable flailing arm tube men. Yes. And uh, I'm I'm the same way. Yeah. And but I don't care. You that's know? that's the point. That's the point. Is is the right the right level of alcohol? Um, is is able to reduce your inhibitions to the point where you're able to engage in activities that you normally would be too, you know, anxious or self-conscious about. Right. And you get to enjoy yourself and just hope that nobody's filming it and uploading it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the, the that live clip of me popping the cork in my face oh my live God. on oh, yeah. the live stream. Yeah, yeah. That got on, like, the front page of Reddit for a while. Yeah. And I just had some people from, like, hitting me up like bro saw you on reddit i'm like this is what i'm getting noticed for this isn't this isn't how i imagined it you don't get to choose you don't get to choose your 15 minutes of fame <laughs> you, do not, you do not it chooses you i mean it was to be fair it was pretty classic probably one of the best pop shots in history <laughs> let's look at another happy couple So there's that. Um, I don't know what's more surprising. Their 
age gap or that she's only in her 60s? Only in her 60s. But looks like the Crypt Keeper. (laughs) I mean, dude, what? Like, that's some serious drugs. Only drugs could do that. This is not genetics. That's that's like Ozzy Osbourne level of of drugs. Oh, 60. She's only 60. The 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 wow factor is is off the charts because it's, it's the most like you know, people people get people get they they notice, you know, relationships that are, you know, a, a you know, substantial age difference or or income difference or yeah you know, interracial couples, um, they're, they're firing on all cylinders. They got it. They got it all. (laughs) They ticked all the boxes. Yeah. I mean, they, they are like the most disparate couple that I could. I'm I'm, disparate and desperate. Perhaps I'm, I'm racking my brain. I'm trying to imagine a a stranger couple, like a, a more unlikely pairing. Yes, uh, and and they're pretty much they're pretty much maxing it out. Yeah, at first I thought maybe it was staged or fake, and I, I went down the rabbit hole and looked at their profile, and it's clearly it's it's clear that they're in an actual relationship, and they obviously you can't trust everything you see on social media, but they genuinely seem happy together, and they seem like they they just seem like they are having a blast making these videos. And I'm like, I see a lot of other couples on the internet and stuff, TikTok and, and things like that. And they like, sometimes they, they, they seem off or like their energies are not compatible. Mm-hmm. There's something so weird about this that it actually kind of comes full circle and works. Yeah. The more like after watching a few of the videos yeah, that you don't really get maybe just from one or two, but it's really strange. And then it's, it's like, it's always that question. Then it's like, is this, is this real love? Are they actually in love or is there something deeper going on here with their psyches that is is just kind of they're creating this? You know what? It could be that there are two people who are broken in different ways that they just happen to fit like puzzle pieces and and complete each other. And it's like the the whole thing of you can't you don't choose who you who you love or who you fall in love with. That's true like it's just it just happens naturally i think for a lot of the time mm-hmm. unless there's like you know i do the wonder aren't pure. i do wonder about their origin story about how they met don't quote me but she worked at a, a grocery store that he used to frequent and somehow they had a mutual it might have been his boss at the time or someone he he worked with okay and they started off as just friends talking see having little conversations at the grocery store and then i think it came to like hey let's hang out outside of this environment and they eventually caught feelings for each other i think i think it was him i mean that's to, that's the most like old school natural way to form a relationship right exactly you would think that they maybe found each other on like some f-ed up version of tinder you know for like weird kinks or what you like know. tinder's not already f-ed up? <laughs> yeah i mean it's not i don't know if it's this f-ed up. <laughs> Uh, but, I, I don't yeah. think I don't know if they would have found each other on Tinder because usually you you say uh, you know you have certain preferences about who you would consider dating. 
I mean, unless they cha- they both had the same age range of like zero to a hundred. <laughs> I think you want to start a little higher than zero. <laughs> <laughs> We're cutting that part out. I can't. I can't have that clip taken out of context. Oh my god! But I mean, you're absolutely right, though. Like they did meet through like the most kind of traditional and wholesome means. Yeah, right? they, they they weren't like a tender hookup that just happened to stick. They didn't meet at a bar, you know, right? Where just intentions were not pure. I personally, I I feel like the the possibility of having a, a strong, committed, lasting relationship becomes higher the the more natural the genesis of it is. Yeah. And I could just be biased, but that's just, well, that's my, that's my. It seems to make sense on paper. Yeah. What do we want more than anything right now? I can see how TikTok can draw you in with like, Hey, you just watch this. Now check out this other thing. <laughs> right. That's equally as shocking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. they're going to need a donor, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would be surprised if she were capable of being bringing gestating a baby and bringing it to term at her point in life. Okay, so then okay, just that that there. enters into the that enters into the completely divorced from reality. I think right uh, side of things. I think I did read somewhere because I kind of went down the rabbit hole again that they were looking for donors. They were looking for egg donors. If you're like postmenopausal, can you successfully carry a baby? They had like to have been looking with the right no. hormone treatments, or I think they had to have been looking for a a surrogate as well. Maybe they were just looking for a straight up surrogate. I, I mean, that's got to be it. There's no way. Okay, why don't if they it, they could just adopt? Is it is it just Asian babies that get adopted? Seems like it's only Asian babies. Well, that is that is a whole other thing. Uh, They're in high demand. Like, yeah, some people are like, oh, we want to adopt a baby from overseas. Like, yeah, Asian baby, African baby. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Russian baby. Ooh. Russian babies were all the hotness for a while. They come with an AK-47, <laughs> and they know how to use it. But that's that's even that's, you still have to go through an adoption agency, and that's even more money. If oh yeah, it's global. Yeah, that's wild. Domestic babies are cheaper. None of those import fees yeah. you got to pay. Yeah, they should ship your baby in a crate. But at the end of the day, it is about this couple wanting a baby, right? Which. If they feel like they're in a place where they can raise a child, then good for them. But I'm kind of on the adoption agency side of the page as far as, you know, let's get professionals to evaluate these folks and make yeah. sure that they are not insane, you know, mentally prepared to be parents and right. they can have a, a healthy household to, to raise a kid in. And, and physically prepared. Yeah. She might croak any second. She. She's very lively, but she's burnt the candle at both ends. <laughs> she looks like the candle. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's our our time for, for this one. Another one in the can. 
thank you for watching this episode of Super Special. Yes, thank you very much. We'll see you guys next time. If there is a next time. Ooh, I like it. Ominous. Spoiler alert. There's probably going to be a <laughs> next time. <laughs> Later, guys. Hey,